Welcome to the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other host. I am Tenant Michael, back here for another uh, installment of uh, this wonderful podcast where we talk about the issues, and we, we're not afraid to get controversial, and we're not afraid to have a little bit of fun. That's right. We're... We're ready for fun, and we like to have fun. Uh, Tenant Michael reporting for duty. I'm ready for fun, sir. Do you sometimes call yourself Tenant Mike? For yeah, reason, you know, mm. I do sometimes, and it really, I've been thinking about this. It depends on my mood during mm. the day. If I'm uh, feeling relaxed and at one with the world, I'm, I'm more casual. I'm Mike. Mm. And if I'm feeling a little bit more uptight and a little bit more on edge, I'm Michael. I w- yeah, I've always wondered about that with Michaels. So there's certain moods when you're Mike and certain moods when you're Michael. It's almost like a Dr. Uh, Jekyll, Mr. Hyde situation. Another thing I've noticed in my life is that women call me Michael, men call me Mike. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. I don't know. Is, is Michael, does that seem more of a, a sort of elegant uh, well, fantasy no. name? I think and- it's more at a distance. Michael is someone you want to keep at an arm's length. More Mike formal? is... Well, yeah, it's like someone you don't want to get to know well. Mike is a little more comfortable, which kind of makes sense. I guess so, now that you say that. Now, do you notice anything like that with your name? Like James, some people shorten that to Jim. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't get a lot of I gyms. don't call you Jim. Maybe I'll start calling you Jim. <laughs> well, go for it. Uh, highlight of your day, I guess. Um, I get a few Jims. Once in a blue moon, I get a Jimmy. Jimmy? Jimmy yeah. Hartnett. It reminds me of like a sort of uh, an old-fashioned sort of vaudeville comedian you might have mm. seen on Ed Sullivan. Like, our next guest is Jimmy Hartnett. Sounds very ethnically Irish. Jimmy Hartnett, yeah. reporting for duty. Jimmy Hartnett, come in here now. I planted the bombs under the bridge. <laughs> Not to go down that route. <laughs> IRA. How was your week, James? Um, my week was uh, pretty good. Um, listeners know that uh, last week... We were in a haunted house. Holy crap, that was wild. It was wild. I was pretty... I was shaking for at least two more days after that. I was very freaky. I was freaked too. And when we were at the haunted house, um, we had a medium tell me that eventually my son, Pavel, will kill me. I remember that. That did make me laugh. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it's kind of funny. Because, I mean, it's it's sort of poetic justice because you... You're an absent father, absentee father. You're hardly there for him. So I can see the resentment boiling up in the young man. You know what? How about just buy a Rage Against the Machine CD and listen to that? You don't need to kill me. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't think he should have any resentment toward me. But if he does, Mm. just get into grunge or something. Leave my life out of it. Anyway. Showing your age there with those musical references, by the way. (laughs) Well, still holds up. I don't think young children like uh, grunge or rage against the machine i disagree anyway um so i thought i better spend some time with this friggin kid uh to try to change the future like if he is gonna kill me on this current timeline i better do some things to alter that right so i took him to a raptors game oh nice and uh toronto raptors nba if you live under a rock and uh we got courtside seats it was pretty fun um 
I uh, sat there was a bunch of uh, famous Toronto musicians sitting around us who I introduced him to. Uh, Drake, of course, um, Jim Cuddy from Blue Rodeo, Kim Mitchell, Jarvis Church from The Philosopher Kings, Jeff Martin, David Usher, Tyler Stewart from Bare Naked Ladies, Edwin, Ben Mulroney, obviously. Um, yeah. It was fun. And then um, we all went to sort of a big party after. Of course. Yeah. And um, I, I have to say, I'm really surprised. I got a bit pissed off at Pavel uh, because this little guy cannot hold his liquor worth a rat's ass. Oh. No way. Not okay. at all. I mean, he shouldn't be drinking, obviously. He's a, uh, what, 10? Oh, pl- 10 years a old? Break. What are you, what is this? Uh, what are you, a, a pilgrim? No. 10 is, people, kids drink at 10, Mike. It's not a big deal. What was he drinking? I mean, maybe I a sip of beer. I was giving tequila sodas all night, and the kid threw up after like three or four, embarrassed me in front of all those musicians. You know? Like, oh, Jim Cuddy, Blue Rodeo? Hello? He, he, he actually looked, the look on his face when Pavel vomited from the fourth tequila I gave him, it really ruined my night. So I'm a bit pissed. So do you think that Jim Cuddy from Blue Rodeo thinks less of you now? Maybe. Probably. Oh, well. So I'm kind of at the point now where I'm thinking, you know what, Pavel? Maybe come, come for me. Come at me, bro. I, I, like, I'm kind of, really? I'm pissed off at him, yeah. So, okay, uh, well, was he okay, the little fella, if he was feeling unwell? No, I don't know. He was sick. Okay. I put him in an Uber. So, uh, just, just Because I need to clear something up, James. You, you've been staying with me, listeners know, because you're experiencing some financial difficulties, which is fine. Nothing to be ashamed of. You shouldn't think less of yourself or be depressed or be, you know, looking for a you know permanent solution to a temporary problem. But... You are having financial difficulties, and you bought courtside seats for the Raptors game? Does not compute. Well, I mean, I'm having financial difficulties, but I still have enough for courtside seats. You gotta treat what? yourself. I mean, to a degree, maybe you know, ice cream or a glass ice of wine. Cream? What? Are you kidding? I mean, that's a you're, you're dropping major dough, I assume, on those Raptors well, tickets. Well, I mean, look, you, need, you still need part of your income to live your life, and that's all I'm doing. And look... I mean, yeah, I guess I appreciate you letting me crash through these last few weeks. Kind of. I, I'm glad to be in your bed. I mean, my back hurts because you are sleep. I was kind enough to give you my bedroom, so kind I'm sleeping enough. on the couch and my back hurts 24-7. Well, your mattress is bullshit. And, you know, I guess if to you that's kind, I guess I have a different definition of kind. Evidently so. <sighs> anyway, but yeah, I... I um. That was my week, really. Just a night out with Pavel. It started really fun and went down the damn tubes. Right. Well, how was your uh, week? My week was, uh, well, a little different from your week. We weren't living it up at fancy parties and uh, having courtside seats with celebs. Um, as listeners will know, I no longer work at the CN Tower gift shop. I felt sort of that James had eclipsed me because James, of course, works there now. So I got transferred to the Skylon Tower in Niagara Falls, and things didn't exactly work out for me there either. So I'm currently um, between jobs, let's say, and I've been pounding the pavement, handing out resume after resume to stores and restaurants around Toronto, and uh, so far, no calls. No, uh, nothing has turned up for me. I'm, you know, but you know, keeping my fingers crossed that I'll, I'll have a job soon. But I was feeling a little bit down the other day. It was Thursday, because I had handed out about 100 resumes so far that week. 
and I went to Trinity Bellwoods Park, which okay. is one of the nicest, coolest parks in Toronto. So I was in the park, and um feeling kind of low, so I sat down on a bench with my head in my hands, but I noticed on this bench there was a bit of bird doo-doo on oh. the bench, you know? And I know that's unhealthy to be around, so I switched uh, to go sit at a different bench. In the meantime, another man in the park sat at the bench I was originally sitting at, do you see? Okay. And it was a, you know, it was the strangest thing, because it was a nice, crisp, clear autumn day, blue sky, and then out of nowhere, unexpectedly, a bolt of lightning struck him and killed him in front of my eyes. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Could have been me. Just a toss of the dice. It could have been me. Oh, that's kind of selfish to think about yourself. Well, I, you know, there, I don't know why he got struck by lightning instead of me. But it really made me appreciate what I do have, even though I was feeling low. And um, that's good. The man, he was completely incinerated by this bolt of lightning. Just the, it was awful. And I can't get the image of his sort of um, smoking body and flesh and just the smells of his roasting skin out of my nostrils. It's really unpleasant. And the look on his face. Well, was it like in a movie? Like in a movie when someone's struck by lightning, you know, they have all black soot kind of on their face and their hair stands on end and they're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. kind of thing. yeah, no, it wasn't like that. It was actually shockingly different. Uh, he yelped and he fell to the ground and his body was literally roasting. And um, the noises of the sizzling flesh and just this animal-like moan that was coming out of him was I'll, its something I'll never forget. And I hope no one else ever has to hear that kind of thing. Oh. It was very disturbing. Because in the movies, it's pretty funny. It is funny in the movies. You know, your like, hair you stands yeah, on end. They're like, and, and, yeah, 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 adi, 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 like, why me? Or whatever, yeah. some sort of funny yeah. you know, comment. Yeah. On that happening, but let me tell you, in reality, the the way someone looks after they've been struck by lightning, because it's I don't know, I'm no I'm no scientist, but it's millions of volts of electricity coursing through your body, and it roasted his flesh from the inside to the outside, and all he was just it was v- disgusting, just disgusting. Wow. Well, I guess I had courtside seats to the Raptor game, and you kind of had courtside seats to that to see a man get yeah murdered by god basically wow yeah so that was my week boy oh boy yeah it's been rough <laughs> well i'm sorry to hear that but Thank um you. you know at least we have uh reached uh, our goal on patreon always look <laughs> on the bright side of life monty python uh, uh, life of brian are you a python head knee <laughs> yes Wow. But it's true. Uh, we have reached our goal of $100, and we've exceeded it slightly. Yes, Will thank we you. Still... So, oh, sorry for interrupting. Thank you so much to everyone who has helped us out. We love you all. And we're going to make uh, bonus episodes for our Patreons, and we love you. We love you, and we're also going to come to your house, and we're going to give you a nice big hug. No, we're not. Don't worry. I'm only joking, but yes, we are making bonus episodes for you. And, uh, you know, anyone else out there, please feel free to donate. We can always buy new gear. We can always use new headphones. Yeah, yeah what, and, uh, what are we going to do with this money? We're paying the fees. We're rent- paying for the microphone rentals. Paying for uh, post-production yep. fees. And we're hoping to maybe buy some microphones. Yes. 
There we go. Well, hey, I don't have money. My money's tied up. That's right. In that uh, Nadia album that bombed it and bombed. buying courtside seats. Yeah. Mike, are you freaking kidding me? Has between li- jobs, it literally has moths flying out of his pockets. Quite literally. Not. So I mean, um, we really appreciate your guys' help. So if you want to help, go to Patreon.com/slash/LandlordTenant. Thank you, guys. Well, perhaps we should do our uh, little segment here before we get to our. Yes, perhaps we should. <laughs> it makes me think like you're a BBC character, like Sherlock Holmes or something. Perhaps we should. Because I said perhaps? I just You did it in a sort of, like you had a British kind of uh, vibe to it. Sorry. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Um, our segment this uh, this week is a one we haven't done in a long time, but it, it's, it's a hit, and we've been getting a lot of requests to bring it back. Blast from the past. It's called Spring in My Step. Be in my bonnet. How it works is we're going to each take turns talking about something that makes us happy and something that makes us a little bit angry or frustrated. Absolutely. Spring in my step, I went to EP Games at midnight and bought uh, my copy of Red Dead Redemption 2, the video game. Very oh. uh, popular, um, anticipated, highly anticipated new game. Right. Uh, be in my bonnet, brought it home, popped it in the PS4, well, to your home, uh, popped it in the PS4, and the download patch took eight hours. It was like 10, 20 gigs, I don't know, took all night, so I didn't get to play Red Dead Redemption 2 until the next morning. So that was annoying. That's why be in my bonnet. Well, I mean, that explains, I guess, why I keep getting those messages that I'm going over my internet usage. Yeah, it could be. You should, you should upgrade to unlimited. Well, it's expensive to do um also spending more money on um recreation i noticed video games all right um my uh something that gave me a spring in my step recently is that it's cold weather now here in toronto Uh, we're of course in the great white north so that means it's scarf time and i get to wear my favorite silk scarf out and uh, i love it it's soft and it keeps me warm Something that puts a bee in my bonnet is, um, not to get too graphic, but I, I really can't stress this enough, I can't get the smell of that burning uh, flesh out of my nostrils from the man I saw get hit by that bolt of lightning, and a freak accident could have been me. It's really, I, it's with me all the time, even in the shower, even when I'm, I, you know, I light candles, and I have incense, and it's just really in there. I'm, okay. Um, my second spring in my step is I went to the Bay here in Toronto and I bought myself a really nice killer, sexy, frankly, $400 silk shirt. More money. Oh, Mike, give me a break with the money thing. It's a, it's a great shirt and, and it feels so good in my skin. I'm looking great in it. I'm looking buff. I'm looking ripped. Be in my bonnet. I tried wearing it outside. And it's so cold out now that my stupid nipples are poking out. So when I wear this beautiful silk shirt, it's like my nipples. It's like it's like uh, a free viewing for everyone to just take a look at my pointy nipples. So I feel like I have to put the shirt away until spring. So you don't wear a jacket or anything over it? You don't? No, no. I, well, I, 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 it's a look, Mike. You, you wear okay. a beautiful silk shirt, nothing underneath, tight pants. Reminds and... me of those... Um... 
uh, pointy Madonna bras she well, wore yes. back in the 90s. That's what it's kind of like. So. Although you don't look quite as, as nice as Madonna. Well, I'll agree <laughs> to disagree on that one. Okay. Uh, my second spring in my step is that it's November now. Soon it'll be December. That means it won't be long now till Christmas time. My favorite time of year. Presents, cider, uh, family and friends. Now, something that gives me a bee in my bonnet is that every time I close my eyes, I see the bulging eyes of the man who was struck by lightning. They were, it was almost like they were like a frog's eyes. That like, he was so surprised, and they were also a little roasted as well. And it, he, was, he looked so afraid, and that image is just seared into my uh, brain. Okay. Every time I close my eyes, I see it. Okay. Um... My final spring in my step is that I was in an orgy this week. Oh, God. But, be in my bonnet, at the orgy, I got with everyone except the one woman I really, really wanted to. But we have a date scheduled for later this week. <sighs> she works at the CN Tower. Great. Um, well, here's a, uh, there's a world's smallest violin playing for you with that being your bonnet. Well, it Listeners, was, I'm it, making a, viol- a tiny violin motion. Or orgy goers out there will, will know that is very frustrating when that happens. But it was, a, it was a wild time, to be honest. I feel like I've been to the wiener gym. Um, the wiener gym? Oh, yeah. Like, I think I'm getting muscles on my wiener. Really? Yeah. Is anyway. that I think? All right. Yeah. Uh, and my... F- uh, third and final spring in my step is that with the cold weather, I'm wearing my scarf. And I'm looking forward to Christmas. The cold weather means it's perfect time to make hearty winter soups. Oh. Keep you warm. And they're delicious. Mm. Uh, but something that puts a bee in my bonnet is that when I'm making these hearty soups, they even though I love them and they smell great, the, the way they look reminds me of the strange liquid that... that seeped out of the man's nose and mouth after he was struck by that bolt of lightning in that freak accident I saw in Trinity Bellwoods Park. Just, it was like almost like a waterfall of this mis- like disgusting gray, red, green goo that does remind me of a sort of a split piece soup kind of thing in it. <laughs> it's sort of ruining soups for me, if that makes, if that makes any sense for you. This isn't going to be like the Ruth thing where you don't get over it for months, is it? Well, I don't know. I witnessed a man get roasted. It's very... Because uh, I'll tell you what, I was I'm sick... I'm in trauma. Of, I was sick of hearing about Ruth, and I'm already just about sick of hearing about this. Right. Well, I'll try and get over it for, for you then. And if anyone's keeping track at home, I guess in the history of this podcast, I've witnessed... Um, or two people have passed away. Maybe three? That old man who I hit with my sled. Oh, the Romanian old man. Yeah. yeah. So that's Who's three, the second person three nothing. Well, Ruth, oh. the old man, and now this man who got struck by lightning. Well, so. I don't know, Mike. So you're, it's your, your number's up soon. I want you to see <sighs> someone uh, pass away. Anyway, all right. That was our opening segment. I think it was pretty good. I loved it. That was called The Spring in My Step and a Bee in My Bonnet. Why don't we take a break and come back with our guest?
And welcome back to the show, everybody. This week, we're trying something a little bit different. We've got a theme with yeah. our guest. I mean, we did do that two episodes ago. We but, did. But yeah. uh, I guess it's a bit different. It's a bit different in the grand scheme of the existence of this podcast, James. This week, our theme is going to be crime. That's right. We thought, hmm, what are the most popular podcasts out there? And a lot of them are about crime and murder and kill- killing also. So we thought, Hey, it's maybe we can, you know, get in on some of That's that true. popularity. That's true. And hey, we're not negging ourselves here. We're doing well. But look at these podcasts. Uh, you know, My Favorite Murder, Serial. Uh, Dirty John. Yeah. Minds of Madness. Shout out to them. And the, what, the, the CBC murder one also. Whatever that one is. Yes. So, you know, let's, let's dip our toes into this water and see what happens. The blood. More like it. dipping our toes in the blood because it's murder. Um, so yeah, crime, basically, that's what we're talking about today with our guest, and he's an old friend of the show, been here many times before. Some say he's a super fan. <laughs> of course, we're talking about Aaron Eves. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Thank you very much for having me back, guys. And Aaron, before we get going, I gotta say, you seem like a changed man. Oh, the, the, you can physically see that? Yeah, the, your posture's different, you look healthier. Your skin is clear, and you look more confident. You're, just, you're exuding this uh, confidence that I don't usually see from you. Oh, well, I, I, I've done two things that uh, that are a bit different since last time I was here. One, I'm combing my hair to the other side of my head. Ah. Oh, it's magnificent. So that's probably the first visual cue that something's uh, going on with me. Mm-hmm. The second thing is that I have been going to therapy and uh, I've I've had this uh, specific kind of therapy called personality reconstruction therapy, hmm. oh. and so they're kind of building me. Uh, me and my therapists are working to build me uh, back up from uh, toes to the tip of my head. So, um, well, it I'm seems just, to be working. Yep, I'm yeah. just a much more confident person, I think now. That's and, cool. Yeah, yeah. You even smell better. You have you changed colognes? Um, yeah, yeah, I have. I well, I've started using cologne. I think oh. is probably <laughs> what you've noticed. Before, I would just uh, use a little bit of lemon. Oh, what? Yes, yeah, just unusual. a little bit of lemon. It's a it's a natural deodorant. Like on the what do they call those points you have? The uh, your smell points. What are they? What are those? I don't know. Pulse points. Pulse points. Pulse points. No. Pulse points. Pulse points. Pulse, not okay. smell points. <laughs> or so Paul's points. Talking Pulse about point. a guy named Paul. Maybe that's <laughs> Paul McCartney. Oh, Paul Hogan. Oh, that's not right. all I mean. He's a lemon. I'm Paul McCartney and he's Paul Hogan. Join us every Wednesday night at 10 for Pulse points. Pulse points. And uh, they make points. What's a uh, third Paul? I'd like to play along with this. Oh, geez. Paul, 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 Paul. Paul, uh, John Paul II. Oh, um, Paul Pope Rubens. John- Paul Rubens. Oh, yeah. Pee Wee yeah. Herman. Yeah. And me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aaron, let's not mince words. When we last had you on, I'm just going to say it. You were basically wretched. I don't mean to be rude. That's no, it's uh, that's a uh, fair point. Wretched that's, of the earth almost. Yeah, he was pathetic. Yeah. He had like worked at Dairy Queen and he was just, his yeah. life was just being obsessed with the oh, podcast. God. I can't it, it, I can't even believe that that was me. And that's a lot of stuff that the therapist has been going over with me. When I first went in, part of the therapy is that for the first 30 sessions that I went in, he just sort of broke me down as a pathetic human being. Oh, and no. uh, cuz he said that in order to build me back up first he needed to destroy me makes sense I, mm-hmm. and you needed to be destroyed reminds me of the yeah, way i that... couldn't agree more sorry i'm sorry to cut you off 
It reminds me of the way the military works, where it takes young men and women and absolutely just destroys them. Oh, yeah. Well, my therapist, he is from the military, so. Well, happy accident there. Yeah, he just sort of screams at me, or he did. He's uh, gotten friendlier now. But uh, he would just scream at me and uh, just leave me cowering in the corner, crying, yeah. And hopefully he let you wear clothes during these? Not always. But most of the time, I I did have clothes. But one time, actually, um, he made me destroy my clothes and walk home naked. Oh, that must be walk of shame, uh, next level. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and trust me, after that, you can do anything. Right. Well, um, no, it's great. Because, to be honest, it was a bit embarrassing having our biggest fan be kind of a you know, didn't, nerd. Didn't project the image we necessarily wanted. Yeah, yeah. so now I, I feel like this is great. I'm thrilled you're a new man. Well, yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy to be a new man. And um, yeah, I'm sorry for beforehand uh, being a fan of yours uh, the way that I was. Um, I'm happy now to be a fan of yours the way that I am. Apology oh, accepted. Okay. Very nice. Apology accepted. Um, Very cool. Yeah. Are you? Are you? Are just before we move on to this week's topic of crime, um, are you finished with your personality reconstruction therapy, or is it still? Uh, No, I've been told that it's sort of a lifelong thing. Oh, that uh, I'll be just like building a new personality until uh, either uh, I die or my therapist dies. Now he's quite a bit older than me, but uh, he's he seems I don't know he he hasn't outright said this, but uh, he seems. Feel like he's confident I'm going to die first, and I don't know why. You, that is. you know, these sometimes you see these sturdy old timers, and mm-hmm. you think, "Oh, he's going to outlive me." Yeah, um, and it's not uncommon for for young men to uh, to die these days. So, yeah. <laughs> um, well, that sounds good. So all you have to do the rest of your life is just have be yelled at by this guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like I say, he sort of hasn't been yelling so much lately, but uh, but it's my understanding that the yelling will come back if I if I build a layer of my personality that he doesn't like. Mm. Um, he's going to start yelling again and tear me back down to the base, and then we oh, will start Lord. building the wow, personality like again. Like a Jenga game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on acid. Yeah, I'm just sort of like uh, an internal. Yeah, like my brain is like a Jenga that he's just playing around Ooh, with. Very cool. What's his name? Uh, Dr. Uh, Julius Irving. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, really? Do you know that... I don't know if you're an NBA fan, but there's a basketball player with the same name. Wait, is it the basketball player? I don't know. Because it might be that famous basketball player. Was he in the army? He might have been. I, I mean, know. listeners, if you know, uh, send us an email. If you know if Dr. Julius Irving was in the army uh, at uh, ltpodmessagegmail.com. And if he's now a therapist in the Toronto area. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what a curveball. That'd be cool if it was. Yeah, yeah you've got to ask him. Yeah, an autograph. Like, yeah, yeah. It's neat just talking to famous people in general. <laughs> you could sell it on eBay and he makes them scratch. Wow. Yeah. Well... Oh, sorry, Mike. What were you going to do there? Um, well, I was going to do something that I thought might be fun to, as a transition to uh, start talking about our theme this week. <laughs> yeah. Give me a C. Do you want us to say C? Just I'm, sorry. Give me a C. 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 Give me an R. 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 Give me an I. I. Give me an M. 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 Give me an E. 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 What's it spell? Crime. Crime. Oh. I hope that gets edited out. <laughs> Um, that's right, folks. We're talking about crime. 
Crime, crime, crime. But there's no need to call the police because you're safe. We're not committing crimes, as James said. We're just talking about them. So that's... We're talking murder. Uh, Simple assault. Um, What are some other crimes? Stealing and arson and faking your death. But we're going to go over them one by one and, and see how we feel about them. And hopefully get a whole new audience on board listening to the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, got a, I've got an interesting question about crime. I wonder what you guys think. Okay. Is it ever okay to steal? What an interesting ethical question, James. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Aaron, uh, what do you think? Well, I think... Um, yeah, I think that uh, stealing is generally okay. I mean, not in not in every situation, but uh, most situations. Because oh. I meant like, is it ever okay to steal a loaf of bread if your family's starving? Oh no, not that though. That reminds me of Les Misérables. You know, Jean Valjean. I stole a loaf of bread, and then of course you have uh, the nasty Javert chasing him the whole time. But he only stole the loaf of bread because his children were starving. And I feel in a case like that. Stealing is justified. So I, I'm a total Jean Valjean in this ethical question. <laughs> yeah, okay. I feel like stealing is only okay if you already have enough that you don't necessarily need it, because then stealing isn't as significant of a crime. Um, it's just sort okay. of like, do you, do you understand? Like, do you follow that logic? Not- it's like, if I live in a mansion and I steal a loaf of bread, that loaf of bread is nothing. You know, it's not going to yes. be weighing on my conscience at mm. all. It's just a loaf of bread. But if you're a like poor person who's stealing for their family, it's like that loaf of bread is such a huge thing that you right. just stole. That suddenly, like that, like for me, that's a bad, bad crime because it's such a huge weighing issue for you and your family. So right. basically, the richer you are, the more it's morally acceptable to steal. That's right, because the less it means to you. Well, it's sort of the I way like our this. society is, uh, funny enough, set up these days. That uh, there's one law for the rich, one law for the poor. Well, very interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way. How but about you, James? Well, Aaron's got me thinking, you know, he may have something to that. I was more thinking, you know... Like, yeah, I would definitely steal, I definitely would steal bread for my family. Um, I would steal internet from a big company, because who cares? Or cable, who cares? Uh, any big company I, I would steal from. Uh, and and small company. Yeah, I, I'm okay with stealing too. I'm with Aaron on this. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. with you, Aaron. Have you, uh, have we, you know how in the old days you used to be able to slip the cable guy a little bit of money and get extra channels? Um, yes. The old can, days. Can, do you know if you can, uh, is there, I don't know, what's the equivalent in the internet age? Can you slip the mm. internet guy a couple extra bucks and get some free pages? Or like uh, dark web, dark web, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it here. Here's a twenty. Can you give me access to the dark web? Dark web. I want to buy some drugs, weapons, or have and, uh, pay to have someone assassinated. Yeah, like a little vial with uh, yeah, semen and blood and hair in it. Do you think that'd be a a good premise if they made a sequel to the Cable Guy, but they updated it and called it like the Wi-Fi Guy, <laughs> and you get the original cast? I'm talking Broderick. I'm talking Carrie, but this time Jim Carrey is a uh, he installs Wi-Fi, and Matthew Broderick is like, "I need the dark web." And he don't needs worry, it- buddy, we'll get you the Wi-Fi in no time. <laughs> Jim Carrey, can you do a Jim Carrey, Aaron? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's do a scene where you play Matthew Broderick and you play Jim Carrey in the Wi-Fi guy. All right, all right. Hi, uh, hi. You must. Wait, you must uh, oh, sorry, can like, I start the scene? Sure, sure. <laughs> <clears throat> Wi-Fi guy. 
Hi, um, I just need my Wi-Fi fixed. Uh, you know, oh, could you fix it for me? I see what you want. You want Wi-Fi. You only want Wi-Fi when it worked for you. Yeah. It's always what's good for you, not what's good for me. Are we going to hang out? No, I don't think so. And, and also, someone told me if I slipped you 20 bucks, you might be able to get me more web pages, the dark web or something. Are you aware that what you have just offered me is a federal crime? And if if prosecuted, you could face up to 20 years in a maximum correctional facility? Oh, oh, I didn't know. I was just kidding. <laughs> I'm just jerking your chain. Of course I'll juice you up. Oh, and scene? Yeah. Wow. Bravo to both of you, but most oh, especially you to you, Aaron. What a wonderful performance as, as Wi-Fi guy. I forgot okay. Jim Carrey talked like that in The Cable Guy. He did yeah. kind of that thing. Yeah, yeah. It was a very good voice, and uh, I watched Cable Guy all the time. I mean, basically what I did there, I don't know if you could tell, was I almost took verbatim uh, the Cable Guy, but just, yeah. I don't even know if I said Wi-Fi at any point. I may have. I think you did, and you did okay. update it where like, I, I, I understood that your character knew about uh, IT and Wi-Fi. Well, you you and stuff. could hear that in the performance. Yes. That's good, because I was thinking about that. That is a victimless crime, though. I mean, that was, a, that was all the rage in the 80s and 90s, stealing cable. Oh yeah! yeah. I, everyone, everyone stole cable, right? Yeah. Uh, no. All right. But it was it. But it was a movie that of its time. You know, it was a true nineties. Who Jim else? Care. Who else was in uh, Cable Guy? Who was the female lead? Oh well, Ben Stiller directed it. Oh, I know that. And he was in it. Mm-hmm. He was in it. In there was uh, yeah. the, the 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 show that was on TV, the true crime drama, Brother Sweet Brother. Yeah, yeah. there was oh. a, it was a take on. Uh, Reality television, and you know, yeah, because it was like a Menendez, Menendez brothers yeah, thing. Yeah, I've got. Oh, sorry, Mike. I was going to say because you mentioned Ben Stiller directing it. Um, do you think that what's the, what's the worst crime you think Ben Stiller has ever committed? And I'm not talking about Zoolander two. Oh, that's good. <laughs> no, I mean a real crime that had consequences. Worst crime Ben Stiller's hmm. ever committed. Um. Is- Going out in public with some semen on your ear, a crime? <laughs> <laughs> it would be in a, you know, religious state. In the South. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Maybe, or yeah. a religious fundamentalist sort of place. Yeah. Um, makes you think. Yeah. Well. That, was, where was the jizz in that scene? It was on his shirt? It was on his earlobe, I think. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you, our younger listeners, of which we have many... Yes. That was a scene in It's Something About Mary from the 90s. There's Something About Mary. Sorry. Yeah. There's Something About Mary. And Ben Stiller has a big date with Cameron Diaz. Yeah. And Chris Elliott says to him, dude, you better wank off before this date or you'll be weird. And he's like, really? So Ben Stiller wanks off before the date, shows up to the date, jizz hanging off his ear. And what guy can't relate to that happening? (laughs) Because, you know, when you ejaculate... It's it's going straight up and to the side of your head. Yeah, always right? with uh, uh, at least like a two or three meter distance. Yeah, and it's it hangs there like yeah. like an earring. And what a right? what a normal what a like just everyday normal thing to recommend a friend to do before a date. You know, just like you know, just that's the fairies for you. Right? Just as is, you know, that joke pretty much wrote itself. <laughs> it's not like it was a very complex uh, and frankly unbelievable, you know, sequence of events that had to occur. 
Yeah, a very yeah. complicated uh, ejaculate joke. And that he would go, I believe that she noticed it when they were out for dinner. Right. So that would also mean that he left his apartment and walked to a restaurant and sat down. I think he was at her door. Was he? Okay. Yeah, but he course, still walked to her apartment. He, yeah, he left his place. Yeah. And not to be all Neil deGrasse Tyson and like questioning the, you know, factuality of the scene, but if you're going on a date with someone like Cameron Diaz, before you leave the house, you look take a look at yourself in the mirror and you see, yes. oh, I got a little right. bit of uh ejaculate hanging off my ear like an earring and the fact that it wouldn't drop off on its own that the whole walk it's yeah, just there like got is in it, a taxi or gotten on the subway you did know? it hit like a little cloud of like cornstarch between <laughs> his penis and his ear and right. thicken and just harden to his lobe like. so he was like making cornbread or something yeah and while just, he was jerking off and it, yeah i don't know it just i can't anyway but just, um yeah I don't want to get it too. It's a, it's, it's such a good point. And then remember, she grabs it off his ear and puts. She goes, "Oh, that's hair gel." And she grabs another it. normal thing to do that I don't question for a second is that if you saw hair gel on somebody's earlobe, well, that you would off. take it yeah. and put it in your own hair without hesitation. Absolutely, like just like, oh, this is a normal thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, um, God. I wish I could. Uh, just give the Fairly Brothers a shake right now. <laughs> yeah. Say, what were you thinking? Well, wait, okay, rank your top three Fairly Brothers movies. Oh, Lord. This is going to be fun. Or three worst. What's okay. more fun? Oh. Well, uh, my number one Fairly Brothers movie has to be Hall Pass. What? <laughs> I what? don't remember that. You don't one. know what a Hall Pass is? I know. I, we've been joined in the studio by Mr. <laughs> Owen Wilson. Oh, is that... <laughs> Is that Owen Wilson? Yeah, that's it. You couldn't tell? Oh, no, I couldn't, but that was good. My wife gave me a hall pass. <laughs> what? You don't know what a hall pass is? <laughs> so is yeah. the premise of the movie him and his wife, he, only he gets to cheat on his wife or that they both do? Uh, he does, and then she does. I, yeah. Oh, uh, I haven't seen Hall Pass. Oh, but I've heard spoiler alert. I've heard lovely things about it. Is it worth uh, my oh, while? Oh, I definitely. I saw it in the theater. And can you remember was, any of the story other than Owen Wilson? It was that he gets a Hall Pass, which is the uh, uh, his wife says he can have sex with one woman, but he has one week to do it in, and it won't oh, count as cheating. Oh God! And so it's just him out there trying to, uh, yeah. And sex. I bet he's he's he thinks it's fun. May I guess though? May I venture a guess that when his wife gets the hall pass, he gets a little uh, frustrated and angry. Yeah, I don't even. I, yeah, she. Uh, yeah, she ends Jealous. up uh, not to you know. Be, uh, spoiler alert: If you're about to watch Hall Pass and you're listening, just turn down the volume for 15 seconds. His wife does have sex with somebody else, oh. and uh, and he doesn't. Oh, oh wow, God. that's a twist. And yeah, how did he feel after? I think bad. Does yeah. he honestly? It is my number one uh, Fairly Brothers movie, but I barely remember it. <laughs> but he doesn't feel so low that he does something, you know, temporary. Or sorry, he doesn't feel so low that he takes a permanent salute. Are you trying to say he doesn't kill himself? Does he kill himself? <laughs> um, no, he doesn't kill himself. That, that would be a yes. dark end. Imagine yeah. if yeah, you see, you didn't see that coming. It's like oh, it's a funny Fairly Brothers movie, and Owen Wilson he kills himself at the end. Mm-hmm. 
murder. What do we think about murder? You know, I'm talking stabbings. I'm talking mm. choking, uh, killings, poisonings. Yeah, is there any kinds of murder that you're like, wow, that's actually impressive? Like that was actually an impressive murder. Maybe if like a small, a small guy kills a big guy. Mm. You know, David Goliath type scenario. Sure. Yep. You know? Um, maybe like a really elaborate poisoning or. You know, like in like a clue type murder where like, oh, a guy opened a door and then uh, this that knocked over a plant pot and then that made a bowling ball roll over here and then that fell on his head. And that reminds me of both Home Alone and Uncle Buck. Oh, other in real life, the little kid would have murdered those those robbers in Home Alone. And the parents would have come home to find two dead men in their home, one of whom was Joe Pesci, Italian American actor. Yeah, it's uh yeah, cuz I think in the in the second movie, I believe he throws a brick from a second or third story of a building onto uh one of their faces. Really? Now, in yeah. reality, again, not to be a Neil deGrasse Tyson and, you know, pull the th- thread here, but yes, I I agree from three stories if you got a brick in the face, you'd pr- it would probably collapse the bones in your skull and mm-hmm. then you die yeah it would shatter a man's skull and just like and just the 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 you know the fact that the kid could do that i wouldn't be surprised if the parents came home and like you know he was sort of like they're like oh what are you doing there scrubbing the floor they see his hand just like you know do, uh, kevin's hand just yeah. doing like a floor scrubbing motion and then they move around and they see the right angle. They see that he's actually just like grinding the uh, burglar's face down with a brick. Oh, you know, just like work. just like it's become like a stain on the floor almost. The, yeah. All the gore. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, boy. Wow. That's something they didn't put in the movie. That's for sure. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I think I've uh, derailed the topic. We were talking about murder. Yes. So stabbings, shootings, mm. poisonings. Mm. If you had to choose how you'd be murdered, this could be a fun subject because we're talking about crime. James, how would you want to be murdered if you could choose? Wow. Well, and, I, and I'm not saying it's going to be me, but it, I very well sometimes it's do probably going to be Mike. Yeah. Or your son. <laughs> or your son. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. Well, hopefully, I'm like 95, and. Oh. Maybe I've just worked out at the gym. I'm looking great. Wait, yeah, wouldn't 95? it be nice if we all get murdered at a nice old age? Yeah. You know, like... That's the dream. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Too I'm, many people get murdered young. Anyway. Maybe I'm on my way out of the gym and uh, someone bonks me on the head from behind. With what? Mm, I don't know. Maybe something kind of fun. like A hammer? Uh, what? A hammer? <laughs> no. Like a... I don't know. Big old-fashioned TV set. A Trinitron. Oh. Something like that. Oh, that reminds me of the scene in Gross Point Blank. I was thinking of that. Where John Cusack puts a TV on Dan Aykroyd, a Canadian's head, and he passes away. I guess that's what Isn't that Doesn't that also happen in... What is it? Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer? Anyway. Haven't seen that. Haven't seen that one. Is it about a real serial killer? I've honestly only seen that scene. (laughs) You know, I made a uh, compilation once of uh, violent scenes from movies, and that was in it. Oh, wow. That's weird. No, everyone has their own interests. Isn't it know? weird when people get into serial killers? Um, I do think it is weird, yes. When people have like their favorite serial killers, yeah, and, and they follow them. If you get into them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you say into them, do you mean like in an inner space kind of way? Like shrinking down and <laughs> going inside their bloodstream? I'm just Now, kidding. there's an idea <laughs> for a movie... <laughs> Inner Space oh, yeah. 2, where they inject, like, um, 
which uh, not Randy Newman, Randy Quaid into uh, no Dennis Quaid, Randy Newman and uh, <laughs> Randy Newman and Peter Elton Ryan. John uh, go into a serial killer's bloodstream. They inject him into Jeffrey Dahmer's bloodstream, of course, before Jeffrey Dahmer was killed. In yeah, prison. but they're in there when he got uh, uh, murdered in the washroom. I believe he got killed in the washroom by another inmate and so and they, they have to find a way to get out before uh they dispose of his corpse <laughs> oh god the clock is Otherwise, ticking and yeah it's, and i guess it's a musical yep we got to get out of this body <laughs> before they get rid of it <laughs> and then elton john too i guess how how would he sing we've got to get out of this body Thinking of Jeffrey Dahmer and Randy Newman singing about it, I can't help but imagining uh, Randy Newman singing a song about the contents of Jeffrey Dahmer's fridge. Oh, like, <laughs> he got pickled penis in the fridge. He got an earlobe. Because uh, he kept body parts in the fridge. I apologize for my Randy Newman. It's not very good. What if, good. And Jim Carrey could play uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, you know, maybe at the beginning of, uh, before he gets, uh, beaten. Yeah. You know, it can just be, uh, you know, a bit of a, like, all right, would you put down that toilet lid then? (laughs) And, you know, and he just gets beaten to death with a toilet lid. You know, it'd be great if Jeffrey, if Jim Carrey played Jeffrey Dahmer and he got into character and then he did the same thing where he did when he, where he played Andy Kaufman and he invites Jeffrey Dahmer's actual family onto the set, and he's like, <laughs> Mom, Dad, and like hugs them and kisses them, and they, they all have an emotional moment. Yeah, yeah, yep. and in the makeup chair every morning while everybody else is getting their makeup done and stuff, he just like walks in feasting on an actual human leg. <laughs> and just like everybody's just rolling their eyes like, come on, just get out of here. He, was, he seemed like a real handful on the set of Man on the Moon. I, I've got a, a little <clears throat> twist on the crime topic. Okay. And that's if you if you don't mind, tell me if you think I'm leading us astray. What about prison? It's where you go when you commit crimes, unless you're a criminal genius. That's true. But what? How do you think you'd fare in prison? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you if you found out you're going to prison for a year, five years, ten mm-hmm. years, how do you think? How do you think you'd ma- try to manage that? I remember once reading a message board that was for people who are about to go to prison. Someone sent it to me. And it's like, oh, yeah? someone was like, what should I expect? And then people who had been in prison wrote, it's like this, it's like that. It sounded bad. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it would be bad, James. I also think that's two episodes in a row I talk about something I've read on a message board, an obscure message board. That's not helping my image. Yeah, that's probably oh, why our downloads are like, down. maybe you slipped the Wi-Fi guy an extra 20 bucks. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> the kind of uh, message boards that you're reading. <laughs> now, if really I dark. were going to prison for a length of any length of time, I guess I would rely on my biggest strength, which is my sense of humor. I'm a bit of a puckish kind of guy, as listeners know. I like a bit of a little <sighs> devil. And oh, Yeah, day one you go in and you pull a little prank. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or do that- a little, sing a little song that has like, you know, on a silly subject or something yeah, like that. D- slightly <laughs> dirty lyrics to Jingle Bells or something like <laughs> yes. that. Is that what they say in your first day in prison? Make a prank? Make a little oh, yeah. joke? I think it's like you, you're supposed to um, tie your cellmate's shoes together before they wake up. You know, you get up, just yeah. like, you know, open one eye and like, you know, look around and then sneak out of bed. Tie their shoelaces mm-hmm. together. They do say funny guys do well in prison, right? Like you get to avoid the beatings and the right. attacks and etc. Yeah, et cetera. that's where Tim Allen got to be so funny. <laughs> oh, really? Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He uh, he. First off, he got a, a busted. Uh, he was a drug dealer. He had cocaine on him, massive amounts of cocaine. And so, wait, a guy he, that funny and family friendly? It's was true. a cocaine. He dealer? wasn't always family friendly. Wow. He got to be that way uh, after he turned uh, on everybody who was involved in drug dealing with him. Oh. He, he gave the cops the names of the people who were higher up, and they all went to prison for the rest of their natural lives. Oh, so there must have been a price on a, his head, a then. a shortened uh, sentence. Oh, so. he, they, they shortened his sentence? Yeah. Well, there must have been a price on his head, though, from all those angry uh, criminals that he had uh, turned on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, I, I mean, there must be. I don't know. I don't know officially, Is that but true? wouldn't you be pissed off? Is that true that he, he gave all the higher ups of his drug gang? I believe so. I believe he flipped on them. Yeah. If I had been one of the drug people that he flipped on, I know personally, I would have wanted to just strangle him to death with my bare hands. And I know it's, that sounds extreme because Tim Allen, he makes, you know, he's very funny. Well, Last Man Standing is a good show. Yeah, but still, think of yourself in that position. I would just want to strangle his neck until he couldn't breathe anymore and he died and he went cold in my hands. Oh, here's my impression of uh, you doing that to Tim Allen, okay? Okay. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> 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 oh. List and, and listeners can't <laughs> listeners can't see, but Aaron had a hand yeah. around his neck. Like I was, he was being choked I was there. like doing a choking yeah. thing. It was him trying to do the like oh oh oh, oh. <laughs> well being choked. What would you have done, James, if you had been Tim? Uh, sorry, if you had been someone that Tim Allen had turned on? I'd say I'm pissed, but I respect you. And uh, how about two free tickets to your next big live show? But okay, I guess you'd have to wait for that live show to happen in thirty years because you'd be in jail. For... Yeah, but when you're an alpha, you respect other alpha moves, and that's an ultimate alpha move. Hmm. There was a guy in my high school who had uh, in his locker uh, pictures of comedians in his locker, and one of them was <laughs> Tim Allen. <laughs> who were the weird. other ones? I think it was like people like Jim Carrey and Mike Myers. And, oh yeah, the yeah. the holy trinity there: <laughs> Mike Myers, Jim Carrey, and Tim Allen. <laughs> Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Now, was this guy getting laid a lot in high school? Or I'm what gonna was his situation? say no. I'm gonna say no. Okay. Although that's surprising. I mean, picture your imagine put yourself in the shoes of a 16 year old girl in a Catholic high school in a suburb of Toronto, and you see a guy <laughs> mm-hmm. opening his locker, and you're like, "This guy, he's got nothing going on." And then you see he's got these pictures of Jim Carrey and Tim Allen and Mike Myers, and you're like, "Oh." Maybe he does have something going on, and maybe I'm in love with him. You know what I feel like was sexy then and never stops being sexy is when guys sort of recreate, you know, SNL sketches or characters. Like, you know, I still sometimes remember that famous Jim Carrey Saturday Night Live sketch with the the Night of the Roxbury was based on, where Mm -hmm. it's like, what Mm -hmm. is love? And then they nod their head. Yes. I still do that. In parties and stuff. Oh, and do you? People laugh, yeah. Really? What is love, baby? Don't hurt me. And then you bob your head to the right. Yeah, And they yeah. chewed gum and they kind of like uh, yeah, rub their yeah. nose because they were maybe doing drugs. Yeah, it's like a club club guy. <laughs> yeah. And people still laugh, you Still said? laugh. Yeah, I do it all the time. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Did it at the CN Tower gift shop the other day and cracked everybody up. Oh. Can I say, can we talk about the A word? Depends. Arson? Oh, Arson. Arson crackling flames a man you know burning down a house or a restaurant or a business yeah aaron do you get the appeal of fire and lighting fires um i do to a degree yeah i, th- I think that uh, i think it's really neat the idea that a fire can catch on 
Ooh, here's a gross question. Would you rather burn alive or drown? Oh, I love this question. Would I like to burn or drown? I think I'd like to burn. Really? You're a burner. <laughs> Don't you think burning would be more painful, Mike? Um, yeah, but um I think I would enjoy it more. Um <laughs> in what way? How well, would you get pleasure from that? We're all we're all sinners. Every person alive is a sinner, so maybe I deserve to be burned. Oh, you know what would be funny? A lot if, of my heroes were burned at the stake, so if imagine uh Mike if Mike was on fire and but the and that was the cover of that Rage Against the Machine. Oh, oh instead album. of the monk, yeah, it's me going, yeah, 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 Mike. I can't believe they uh, used that as an album. Actually, cover. if one of the listeners could mock that up, I would love to see it. Um, yeah, that's please, a great idea. Please what, disregard you, this. Do you remember what the album was called? Rage Against the Machine. It was, their, it was their self-titled. self-titled. Yeah. Do you think that uh, the monk <clears throat> who burned himself in protest? I believe uh, was it over the Vietnam War. Yeah. Do you think that his spirit looked down on the earth? 35 years later was like oh good i'm on the cover of the debut rage against the machine album (laughs) i think probably yeah most likely he did he's like oh it was all worth it i think in when you die in the afterlife um the whole time is spent just looking to see uh if you end up on album covers oh like a rap rock yeah yeah because yeah now if you did that uh, to yourself, what what do you think the issue you would do that over is? Oh, hmm. great cue. What would I self-immolate wow. for? You know, I think... Hmm. I think I would do it if they ever cancel The Simpsons. Dough! That'd be like, your last I, word as you're burning? Yeah, I would just like... Yeah, I would oh, yeah. keep on saying dough and you would hear it slowly sort of like go like oh. I was a toy that was melting and I had a... You know, my computer chip was just melting and like... Or like Hal when he slows down. Right. You would know, you dress up like yeah. Homer if you did this? Yeah. And burn yourself alive? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Homer or, or Marge. Actually, that'd be great. Picture Marge's hair up in flames. Oh, God. That'd be still, cool. Do you still watch it every week? Like, do you still find it just as good as the old Simpsons? What do you mean by the old Simpsons? It's always just been one Simpsons that's been great beginning to end. Oh, because I sort of always thought, you know, maybe season two or three up to season eight or nine were amazing and then kind of progressively less no, it's, good. It's after. actually, I, I'm with Aaron here. It's actually, I think, just hit its stride now. And I think there's a reason for that because the writers are in that sweet spot where they're all between 60 and 65. Yeah. So they're really firing on all cylinders. And, and it's, it's also really this, good. this great situation with that to make like the perfect creativity tornado is that they've used up every single possible idea for uh, for a plot probably 10 times over. And so you have these really great new ways that they're attacking plots uh, with uh, like uh, how, sorry, how what so? am I saying here? They're just sort of like it's just become this insanity blender. They just put it all in, and it they they're just like I don't even give a fuck. And so it's almost like The Simpsons now is this amazing challenge to a viewership. Like oh, so it's like it's like a harder difficulty to watch in yeah in a good way. It's like yeah. seeing a beloved relative, um, that you have great childhood memories of, and they're still with you. But something has gone wrong in their lives, and now they're <laughs> sort of uh, 
behaving in a new way that some people don't like, but you still do like. Yeah, like it's like imagine you had a relative who used to make this really delicious chocolate cake, and you remember that mm. delicious chocolate cake. Aaron, you've got my mouth watering. <laughs> and then you go, you go to their house, you know, 25, 30 years later, and uh, they t- they're like, oh, you remember that cake? And then you say, yeah. And then they take it out of the oven, and they just have this like dripping wet tar and you're like, in a cake mm. pan, and you're still eating it, and it's just as good as the cake <laughs> it's really know? good wow wow and uh that that i mean i haven't watched probably in 15 years but i've got to start tuning in yeah i mean the fact that simpsons is still on how else could i put this it's like imagine if you had like a dog that you loved as a kid you had great memories of playing with this dog it was your best friend um and unlike regular dogs it lives for like 30 years and so it's still with you but it's it's like can hardly see. It's got arthritis. It has digestive problems, and it can hardly walk or eat. And it's it's still amazing. Or <laughs> imagine if you had a dog, and the dog, you know, it's uh, it died prematurely at a at a young age, awful, and then so this hear. it breaks your heart. And then you hear about this pet cemetery nearby. <laughs> so you bury it in the pet cemetery. It comes back to life, and it's like, but now it's kind of evil. And it just attacks everybody all the time, and it's crazy. And then, um, yeah, and that's that's how I see The Simpsons now. And then the same thing happens to your son, and so then you do that with your son, too. Wow. I, I guess I'm just sort of saying the plot of Pet Cemetery in a way. Oh, I never saw that. Uh, Remember this song? I don't want to be buried in a pet. Cemetery. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, I, I imagine Weird Al did a song. Uh, I don't want to be married in a pet cemetery. Oh God! Oh, yeah, because you're a big Weird Al fan, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I do love him a lot. Yeah. Oh, can I make a real point about Weird Al? Yeah. I. I. Is this a dumbass opinion? I miss his glasses and mustache. I don't like this new oh, look. James, you're always talking about how like you miss his mustache and glasses. Like, what's he doing? Go back to that curly hair and the mustache. Does anyone else agree with me here? Aaron? I, I, I like it all the same. No, you don't. There's no way you prefer his current look to the glasses and the mustache. I didn't say prefer. I said the same. Like the same. Well, James, you have a bee in your bonnet about this. I don't Eric, like this look. At, at least once a day, James comes up to me. He's like, I can't deal with Weird Al's look. Why doesn't what, he go back to the old Why one? are you obsessing over Weird Al so much? I'm not. I just don't like this new look. I think it's that. He's I like, th- it's not weird enough the way it, he looks. It isn't weird. It feels like he's trying to be handsome now. <laughs> but and he that's is not handsome. The point. He always no, was not. handsome. No, he wasn't. Yes, what are you talking about? Weird Al was weird looking, hence the name Weird Al. James is always going like he should change his name if he can, if he's going to continue looking this way to Handsome Al Yankovic. Yeah, and no. I'm always like it doesn't have the same ring, man. No, no, no. Are you, what are you saying that attractive people can't do comedy? Yeah, and I just think Weird Al was funnier. Okay, when he if looked handsome weird. People can't do comedy. How do you explain Don Rickles? He's weird looking too. How do you explain Jerry Seinfeld? What is wrong with you? You think they're good looking? The, uh, okay, are, is this a joke? Are you playing a joke no, on being, me right you now? You think Jerry Seinfeld is good looking and Don Rickles? I think Rickles. that he's sexy AF, yeah. Every man wants You're to mental. be James. Every guy wants to be Jerry Seinfeld and every woman wants him. He's the ultimate guy. 
No, he's not. He's a weird. They're all weird. Comedians are supposed to be weird, not hot. Have you seen Colin Jost? The yeah. guy could have chosen to be a model instead of a comedian, yet the world is and he is a better place because he's a comedian. No. He's very funny, and he's from um, Staten Island. Well, weird-looking comedians are funny, and that's my, funnier, and that's my opinion, and I stand by it. Well, I and Weird Al should go back to looking weird. Grow that mustache. Get those glasses. You know, and what is what is this straight hair straightening thing you've done? Do you, maybe he shaved the mustache because he doesn't like that uh, when he kisses his wife, she complains about the the scratch, and after they're done making love, you know, she has these red little rashes. Well, all stubble over. would give a lot more rash than a mustache. So if they are, if they have been making love, <laughs> the mustache probably wouldn't bother her actually. And when he's unshaven and has a bit of stubble that would probably be Well, I'm be just worse. saying, you're telling him to choose a career over his love life. Doesn't make sense it's to true. me. Well, that doesn't make sense to me because you've obviously have never had a mustache rub against you because and it does not cause friction on your face. I have had a mustache rub against me, I'll have you know. Okay? So have I. Good. And it's not a problem. Okay, so that happened. Well, shall we take a break and come back with our final segment? Sure. Welcome back to the Podmess. Um, we're here in our final segment of the show. Aaron, thanks so much for joining us today. We've had a lot of fun. Oh, I've had a lot of fun, too. I really hope that uh, you guys making the topic crime will, uh, I'm sure it'll help boost the listenership. I've got a good feeling about this, because like I mentioned earlier, crime podcasts are where it's at. They get millions of downloads, so I'm sure that um, it's going to happen to us. Yeah, and this just seems like one of those things, like cereal or any yeah. other. Very popular, the kind yeah. of thing that everyone wants to listen to. I think that all the subjects we talked about, you know, be it murder, arson, or theft, they're going to really resonate with listeners. Well, and you know what else is going to resonate with listeners? Our most popular segment, one that always goes viral, especially with our listeners in the Philippines. Of course, I'm talking about the game. It's time for the game, the game, the game. It's one of our super popular games. They always go viral and that is our aim. So sit back and please enjoy this game. So this week's game, we decided to shake it up a bit. This has been a pretty grim episode, I think we can all agree. It has been a bit dark. Talking about crimes and prison and murder and burning and all sorts of stuff. Uh, semen dripping off ears. Mm-hmm. In, um, so, there's something about Mary. So we're going to change gears a bit here. And for this week's game, it's going to be... We're going to go around and each name our ultimate... Guilty pleasure comfort food. And I like this because this has been kind of a bummer. Like, it's just a dark episode, a lot of gross imagery. And I love that. I love thinking about just like my go to comfort food. It's like nice. Crime is grim. And food is nice. Yeah. So I think we can agree on that. Okay. Um, you know, I, I I know for a lot of people, they might say, you know, I don't know, Mickey D's or, you know, an ice cream or something. And I, I have to I have to agree. It has to be something indulgent. It has to be something, um, yeah, just a little bit indulgent. So okay. I'm going to say um, my ultimate guilty pleasure comfort food is probably uh, rhino liver. 
And oh. when you get it with, with the gold shavings mm. on top, so the edible mm-hmm. gold, mm-hmm. and then all that with some creme fraiche. Oh, and yeah. it's all in a stew. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it's all within a, or maybe it's all within a zebra haggis. I don't know, but exotic animals really. These um, are, and, and rhino, rhino liver is really the finest exotic animal dish in my opinion. So mm-hmm. yeah, if I'm having a hard day and I need a bit of comfort food, I certainly go to one of the underground restaurants that will serve this kind of thing and I'll get myself a dish like that. That's barbaric. Those, I mean, two of those animals you named are endangered and I don't even, yeah. Well. It's only one. Yeah, I think it sounds good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I don't see a problem with it. I mean, other than, I guess, endangered animals, but... Well, yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at here. Oh, okay. But Sorry, anyway. I missed that. Uh, Aaron, do you uh, care to share with us your ultimate guilty pleasure comfort food? Oh, sure. It's um, it's actually called the, uh, uh, the Box Treat Isle Burger. The box Ooh. treat aisle burger. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, in the grocery store, the aisle that has all the box treats, like the um, <laughs> half moons and whatnot. Yes. Okay. Oh, half moons, uh, wagon mm-hmm. wheels. Joe yep. Louis, yep. May yep. West. Okay. So what I'll do is I'll just uh, buy one of each, and then I'll uh, open all the boxes up, and I throw them into a dark room. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, open the box and just like, mm-hmm. you know, empty the contents into a dark room. And then I'll walk into the dark room and I pick up uh, three random box aisle treats and then I take them out and I open them up and I stack them one on top of the other so that I have three. So it's like the buns and the meat and then I eat them. So it could be like a flaky, uh, a Joe Louie and a wagon wheel. That's so elaborate. Yeah. Well, and it's like you say like, to yourself, I'm eating a hamburger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of like I'll say, right. I'm eating a hamburger. And uh, I actually came up with the idea when somebody who I met online uh, asked for me to uh, live cam myself doing that for them. And they paid me money. Interesting. So, But now I've continued doing it, even though I'm no longer live camming. Uh, well, good. I mean, whatever, whatever gets you through the night, as John Lennon said, RIP, it's all right. Now, what about you? What's... So my ultimate guilty pleasure comfort food, well, uh, I'm a proud Canadian. I'm Canuck. So, of course, you know that when I'm feeling low or nervous and I need to eat my feelings, I love that phrase, I ate my feelings this week, you know, I, uh, I head to Timmy's, Tim Hortons. Okay. And my ultimate guilty pleasure comfort food is I order two plain Timbits. Oh, okay. And I walk them home. Hopefully they're just out of the oven so they're warm. I got these two warm balls and they're just, uh, I can feel them sort of, <laughs> feel the warmth in them and they're kind of, I hold them in my hands. And uh, as I take them out of the bag, um, I just realized right now these two Timbits remind me of uh, the uh, bulging eyes of the man I saw got hit by lightning in the park and his bulging eyes. Um, they look like Timbits? Sort of, yeah. I mean, they still had like pupils and a retina. I bet his looked more like jelly-filled Timbits, though. They really did. This was supposed to be a nice segment. I'm we sorry. We were getting away from I all that stuff, Mike. I, I just can't get that image out of my mind. It's going to be with get, me until the day I die. Get over it. Jeez. Yeah. <sighs> Way to leave the people with a nice taste in their mouth. I, I was I'm thinking about eyeballs popping out of people's heads. Well, the weird thing is that Timbits do leave a nice taste in your mouth, but the image I painted does not. So I'd like to apologize to the listeners for that. Mike, it sounds like you could use a therapist. Oh, and I've been saying that for a long yeah, time. Yeah, maybe uh, I, I know a guy 
um, who actually I'm seeing him too. <clears throat> oh, really? Uh, Dr. Julia Irving? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should go, Mike. Um, yeah, I'll think about it. Maybe give me his card. <laughs> Mike, you do need therapy. Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> no, you do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why you're being sarcastic. You 100% do. Okay. <laughs> All right, like, do you know what I mean, Aaron? Like, yeah, no, that, and so, yeah, just after we're done recording here, I'll give you his number, and you uh, just sure, I'll call. put it in my phone. <laughs> you should put it in your phone. Yeah, I will. <laughs> you should. Okay. You really need therapy, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I guess that's the show. She done. The show is <laughs> over. And now we can all go our separate ways. Well, I'm living with you right now, but I would love it if you went out for a True. walk. Not, not going to happen, no. Aaron, uh, thanks so much for coming on the show this week. Um, anything you want to plug? Anything you want to put out there to the world? Um, no, I guess I just, uh, yeah, I just had a great time. And um, yeah. All right. James? Put her there. Another show well done. Yep. Nice. Let's ah. do our, se- our our secret handshake. All right. And that'll do it. Uh, folks, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Let's